Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Poor Charles 411. (laughs) Today, you are going to hear it. I I don't know. It might wind up being a two-parter. Depends on how the editing goes. And I'm not going to fix this part. But we talked with Lydia Look for almost two hours about everything. And could have gone on for like another four. Easily. Easily. So we will definitely talk to her again. Yes. So awesome. I, mm, it was, I I don't even know what to say before. So just, we'll just go into it and we'll just talk about it after. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. So enjoy our chat with Lydia Look. Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Well, which one is Amanda and which one's Shannon? I'm Amanda. And I'm Shannon. (laughs) Hello, hello, ladies. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Now, uh, just checking, is there an audio delay at all? Nope, we're good. Fabulous, fabulous. Um, And is everything good? I mean, I'm in a new space, so I'm a little, um, I'm still kind of figuring it out. Yeah, no, I think I think you're good. Yep. Pictures coming through clear. Um fantastic. Everything's great. Yeah. And thank you Yay. so much for coordinating. I know that we're on we're used to doing the time zone, but when you get past 12 hours, it starts to get a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, it's a little loopy. I'm actually 16 hours ahead of you, so that's quite a bit. And thank you, because I know it's pretty late where you're at. You're at the East Coast, right? It's only eight o'clock. Yeah. Very cool. Not Very not too cool. bad. I'm the early bird. She'll be up until like three o'clock in yes. the morning. I'm like, it's 10 o'clock. It's bedtime. You're like me. Yeah. I'm in the soap operas. Like, you know, we, we, we kind of get up at four. Well, actually at three 30 and then we kind of get there by about five or six, five 30 and six. So, you know, and then when you get there, you kind of be, you know, you kind of have like, you can't be like half awake, you know, cause there's like a million things happening. Yeah. Right. So you got to kind of like hit the ground running. So I try to get up, like if my call time's at six, I make sure I'm up like at 3.30, you know, so I get my hit around really well, you know, and then I hit the ground running because yeah. it's like, rah! <laughs> it's like, rah! <laughs> it's like, ah! yeah. So ladies, I, I actually listened to a couple of your um, uh, podcasts and I find it like, um, it, you guys are such interesting things to say. And I, I really have to catch up with you guys because you're like, wow, you guys are just like, you hit the ground running too. And you're like, pah, 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 pah. and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So I've been listening in and um, good stuff, oh, thank man. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much. I'm, 
thank you. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> Don't cry. <laughs> Shannon likes to no, cry. No, I mean I, I listened, you know, I, I mean I haven't listened to all of them, but no, yeah, you know, but... I caught a yeah, I caught a couple of the latest ones and I've been listening in. You guys really know your stuff, you know, which is really great. You know, like um I have to keep up with you guys because I'm like a newbie listening in. And you know, you guys are just like your shorthand that you have with each other with the stuff. Well, we've been just friends amazing. for over 10 years. So I think that and that's actually how we kind of started the podcast was we would be talking around other people and other people were like, you guys sound crazy. <laughs> and so we're like, we need to get this out there. And more people are like us than Wait, there's a lot of crazy general hospital fans. Yeah. So can, can you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves? Like, did you guys meet because you're like crazy GH friends or like, how, how did that happen? <laughs> Would you like to share our origin story? <laughs> I will share. Um, our daughters were both in Girl Scouts together. And so Lovely. whenever they were, you know, off with the troop leaders, we would just kind of talk about what was going on. And I don't even know how it happened. Just one day she happened to say something about needing to catch up on general hospital. And I was like, oh my gosh, I watched that too. And then it went on from there. So, well, that's amazing. What better yeah. way than to bond over, you know, I mean, campfire marshmallows, but I have to tell you, I, I was a, I was fired from the Girl Scouts in oh, Asia. Well, I wouldn't say I was fired, but I gracefully exited. Actually, I'll rephrase that. Okay. I, I, I wasn't Girl Scout material. When they asked me to go right, I would go left. And then they'd be like, girl, you know, and growing up in Asia, you got to really like toe the line. There's no room for individual individuality or any kind of, you know, special skills or whatever. If they ask you to go right, you go right. Mm -hmm. So I was the girl always going left. And they're like, girl, are you okay? Like, at first they, they thought I was special needs or, you know, I had, I needed special help, but then they found out that wasn't it. And so they couldn't really place me. And there is no uh, room in Asia for being different. So um, I tried the Girl Scouts and I just, you know, I didn't make it, you know, to and say. that's really a shame because at least here in America, I mean, they have a variety of different badges that the girls can earn on their own because of their specific interests. Right. No way. Yeah. No way. I never got that far. I, I think I went for like the first week of like, or, they call it orientation, you know, where you meet. And they're just like, girl, I, I think you you should just, you know, try something else. It's not for you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, so what oh. was it like growing up in that type of atmosphere, not being able to really, and especially, you know, working yeah. in the arts? I have to say I was very lucky. I had a mother who was, um, who didn't toe the line and she was very different like me. Okay. Uh, you know, she was always, uh, you know, she was the one always going left when people asked her to go right. And I also think it was this particular skill that actually really saved her life because she was a post-World War II baby. And back okay. then, you know, they had to go through the Japanese occupation in Singapore. And that was, if you know anything about it, it yeah. was really dreadful. Like, you know, all the men were rounded up and shot. All the girls were raped. It didn't matter if you were a little, oh, is this getting a bit dark for General Hospital? No, you're, you no, you're totally fine. No. Yeah. Because, um, you know, in World War II, Singapore was a British colony. And uh, when the Japanese started World War II, the British left us. They just said, bye, you're on your own. Sorry for any of my English friends who are listening in, but this is really true. This is what happened in the war. They just left. And all of my relatives worked for the Red Cross. They were British. You know, they worked for the British, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was a really terrible time for my family. Like, they rounded all, all, all the men up. They shot them. And the women, my God, I mean, my mom was like, I think she was maybe almost nine at that time. And she was a very beautiful girl. So what my, my grandmother did was she rounded up all the women in the household and shaved their heads to make them look like little boys so oh. that they wouldn't get raped. Because all the girls were just getting raped. It didn't matter if you were a kid or not. It was really a crazy time. You oh. know, people were just, yeah, it was an awful time. And let me know if we're getting too dark because we're, you know, going to soap opera. It's your history. It's this. your story. That's what we yeah, like to hear. So, you know? Yeah. So, well, this is, you know, my, my forefathers, you know. So my mother was a World War II baby and she was, you know, I think maybe that had something to do with it too. You know, she was always different. She found a different way to survive, mm -hmm. you know, and she was a really bright, bright spark as well, you know, and she was a failed, well, I wouldn't say a failed, she wanted to be an actress so bad, but 
you know, she was one of many, many children in her family. And back at that time, it was a real patriarchal society where they only let the boys go to school and the girls never had an opportunity. And she was the brightest one in her family as well. But, you know, they would, you know, she really, I mean, I think later on in her life, she did a Mensa test and she was like, you know, like wow. super smart. Yeah, but yeah. she never, you know. So she found her way into, um, it, it was the Red Cross that saved her life as well. So, you know, there's not a, it's not all bad with the English. Mm -hmm. So after the war, she grew up and then she joined nursing, you know, and back then it was Red Cross with the, you know, white hats and the flying nuns. And so she became a nurse. And that's the story. I actually talked about it in Maurice's um, um, uh, show, State of Mind. Mm -hmm. My mom and dad met in the hospital. It was a general hospital sort of romance. He was a doctor, a young houseman. We called him houseman, like a doctor in training. And my mom was, you know, the slightly, she was a year and a half older than him. And, uh, you know, she was like the, you know, really sexy nurse, you know. She was like Bobby, I think, in like <laughs> okay. hospital. So my dad was like, whoa, who is this chick? <laughs> and they were just like, so, you know, they had a very happy ending from then. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And that's probably why she yeah. fought so hard, though, for you to be able to pursue the arts because she wasn't able to have that opportunity and she wanted to make Absolutely. sure that you did. Absolutely. And she saw she was the she was the mother that was constantly being called into school by the principal. Right. And the principal would say, oh, my God, Lydia, like, how do you manage her at home? You know, we'll, we'll ask her to do something and then she'll just do the opposite. And then my mom would say something and I still would remember back then as like a little kid, she'll say something like she'll come in and she was really fabulous looking. She drove like a little Beet yellow beetle with a convertible thing, and she had that centerpiece scarf. She was really oh. fabulous, and she'll come into the, the the principal's office, and she would, you know, drop her keys on the table, and she'd be very dramatic. She'll just, "What did you call me in for?" And then they'll <laughs> say, "Oh, Lydia's misbehaving. You know, we told her to do this, but then she told the other kids to do that, and they followed her." And then my mom would say, "I remember when she took her centerpiece scarf off, and she flung her hand. She was like, you called me in for this.'" <laughs> and it was like, oh, you know, like totally like just on my side the entire time. So that was really fab. That's wonderful. That is. Yeah. And she she was like my great defender from like the age of six to like, I was constantly being called in and she would constantly say things. And I still remember there was once I was called in because I was doing professional theater outside and the principal wanted to ask my mother why I was spending time doing professional theater outside where I should be working with am amateur dramatics in school. And my mom came in, I remember her saying to her, oh my God, she, she just let them have it. She said, you're completely wasting my time. She said, I'm a professional. I have lives to save. Lydia has a professional audience outside that's waiting to see her. And this is what you call me in for? Get your act together. And then, she, and then she'll kiss me on both sides of the cheek, which is really like no, no, because we don't do any kind of, you know, oh kissing or hand holding or you know and she'd just do it because she watched a lot of soap operas and she was really <laughs> into American TV and she'd kiss me twice not once but twice very mm -hmm. European and she'll be like go girl and then she'll just like call me if you need anything of course there was no such thing as calling back then it was like a pay phone but she'd be really dramatic she'll like call me and then she'll give me 10 cents which is the money you use to you know call somebody mm -hmm. and she'll give me a 10 cent she'll like, call me if you need anything and she'll just huh to like get up and I'll be like wow here we go you know? and, and then you know the teachers would be like what the hell just happened you met mom so I had a, yeah I so I had a protector which I you know I'm very grateful for which is the other reason why I'm back here in Singapore because my mom's now very very old okay um and she's not doing very well you know so I'm every year I just you know really really cherish this little time Every year, I think it's it's this year. This is it. You know, I still get another year. And, you know, so, yeah, that's why I'm here. You know, I'm sorry to hear that she's not doing very well, but that's wonderful that you're able to, because I know you guys get a lot of time off in chunks. So you work real hard, but then you get yeah. weeks off. So that's yeah. nice that you're and, able to. And they've been really good. Actually, I've taken more than my chunk. When, when it's a chunk, it's basically three weeks, but I go off like for two months. And okay. you know, Frank is really Frank is really sweet. He's like, okay, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like you again, okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So I'm incredibly lucky. I mean, I I can't think of another 
um, set that I'd rather be at right now, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, yeah, there's prime time sets, you know, and, you know, you make a lot more money, you work a lot less, you know. I've been there, but I'm really loving my time here at GH. It's, you know, believe everything you hear. You know, I haven't really experienced any, you know, um, you know, like, you know, they talk about bitchery on set or there's been none for me, man. I mean, I've, I've been every person that I've met so far and I've not met everybody, you know, I've only, okay. you know, been meeting the ones that I've worked with. Right. And, you know, who I've worked with, and, you know, they've been incredibly supportive, especially the women. And so are the men, actually. I, I shouldn't say just the women. I, I think everybody. But I think that it's important that the women get along because we're not going to get like into the naming names or anything, but you know, there's like two actresses on in a storyline right now that their characters hate each other and they're getting attacked online. Oh yeah. I'm sure you speak my mind. And yeah, I mean, I guys power together behind the scenes is nice to see, you know, because it's like, no, remember they're friends. They're, they're hanging out and having lunch together. It's ridiculous, really. I mean, you know, I think there are rules to everything. If you're going to bring out an actor's name, you're talking about an actor. You're not talking about the role she's playing. Right. Yes. If you're saying you're going to attack, you know, the character's name out in public, that's something else. I I get you. You know, some people take their soaps very seriously. It's And I I really get it because I think for my mom, it was like a mode of survival back then because life was Mm -hmm. really hard. So, you know, her soap operas back then were her thing, you know, to like live her fabulous life so I get it when I'm sure she and her nurses and I'm sure back then they didn't have any social media but I'm sure they spoke their mind like I'd like to slap that bit you know whatever (laughs) you know or strangle that guy you know whatever right but please everybody our dear friends out there I mean our dear fans and friends I'd like to really say to you guys um the actors and actresses on GH are human beings you know after we leave the set, you know, we're, we're who we are. We're not our characters. Please do not confuse our characters with us. Right. Like you you're know, not walking I'm, around I'm, blowing up limos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and chemically castrating people, right? Right. I yeah, mean, you're I, not doing I, that. I love Selena. I believe that part of Selena exists in me. You know, and I'm, I love it. It sounds like she takes on a lot of your mother's characteristics. <laughs> You're very, very astute in that. That's co- completely true. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of my modeling of Selena is based on my mother. Yeah. I have Selena too in me, a lot of it. But, yeah. you know, I'm Lydia at the end of the day, you know? And Lydia is not Selena, you know? Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, in, in reference to what you're talking about with, um, you know, yeah, please, my dear friends and fans, do not confuse our characters with, you know, ourselves, you know. Everybody I've met on the GH set, they've just been amazing, you know, as people. I've, I've gotten so much support, yeah. you know, from my first scene with Laura, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've told this story, I think. I, I don't know if Maurice, um, oh yeah, it didn't come out in the, in, in the state of mind thing, but no. she, was compl- she was completely looking out for me. There was, I, I was so new on the show, you know, I was shaking every time because you know, we moved really fast on the set. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm an experienced actress. I've gone through a lot, but nothing like the soap set, man. I mean, we're like, it's like, you know, you get one take and one rehearsal. Basically, that's it, right? That's unheard of, you know, in, in any other. I mean, I've never experienced that before. I'm pretty quick, but, you know, this is like taking it on a whole other level. So, like, I remember her kindness. She was so kind to me. I was in that scene with her and um, Steve Burton, who's another complete supporter and sweetheart. Uh, I have a Steve Burton story for you. Um, he's, he's an amazing guy. So I was in the limo with them. I think I remember, I think it was the scene where I was telling them, Oh, it was like I was telling them about the treachery of uh, Novak and Bushema. Remember? Mm -hmm. I I think that was very early on, like a year and a half ago, when I first started to really come on the show. Mm -hmm. And Laura, she had so, I mean, she was holding the scene. She had tons of dialogue, right? But here she was, I remembered her, sitting in the limo, still composed and beautiful. And she was just, you know, flipping, you know, just doing her thing. And I was like, remembering going into the limo, going, wow, one day I can just grow up and be like Laura right you know just sitting there you know owning the space right I, I don't think I was really owning my space and I was like oh. everybody could see I was like you know I'm different when the cameras are not rolling and when the cameras are rolling. so I was like 
you know, I was looking for my camera. I was looking for the lights. I was looking for my AD who was supposed to tell me what I was doing. I was completely new, even though I had come on once a year for the mom meetings. But, you know, once a year is nothing. You know, you're come sitting in, you at think a table nodding. Is yeah, totally yeah exactly. Than... <laughs> exactly. You're not hitting anything. All right. You're not hitting a mark or anything. You're like, so I was like, oh, my God. You know, there's like so much going on. I was in a car. And I remember she was like so beautiful sitting there, so calm. And the calm is really important when you're working with somebody who's new on the set because, you know, they're like, you know, <laughs> I was like a deer in the headlights. I was like, I was trying not to show it. You know, I'm, you know, but because I know my energy affects everything else. So I was trying to keep it in. But, mm. you know, any other actor who's worth their salt would know I was, you know, I was <laughs> shaking. So I went in the car and I was like, oh, my God, I was doing, you know, all of that. And I was completely not aware of my appearance at all. I never am. OK, to be honest, you think that actresses are like, worried about how we look. or Girl, we're just worried about. Getting all the lines out, hitting them up, not screwing up other people's, you know, thing. We're, the last thing we're thinking about, at least for me, is how I look. All right. I have a wonderful team who takes care of that. My hair and and makeup. Yeah, they're looking out so, for you. They're looking to make sure your hair is staying in place and everything. They you don't are have to worry about incredible. That. They are incredible. But having said that, they're incredible. There's so much stuff going on. Sometimes you miss stuff, right? I mean, there's, you know, a lot going on. And I'm sure they're focused that they were on other things, a lot of bigger things. So I was sitting in the car next to Laura and she, you know, she needn't have done that because, you know, it's nothing to do with her. But she was looking out for me, which means she was looking out for the entire show. She noticed I had a piece of gum stuck in my hair, you know, like a, a white thing that looked like I had an icicle or something. I actually didn't see what it was. So uh, don't quote me on that. Okay. But, you know, apparently I had some something stuck in my hair. Maybe I was going up the stairs and you know, a piece of, you know, I don't know, styrofoam got stuck in my hair. I mean, you know, but it wasn't supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. But no one else saw it because, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't bl bl blame my team, the hair and makeup people, because I was actually, it was away from them. You know, it was like right next to Laura. Okay, mm -hmm. only Laura. And she stopped it. She stopped what she was doing. And she called everybody up and she was like, hey, there's something, you know, in Lydia's hair. We need to fix that. You know, and I was like, I remember thinking at that moment, I was like, I was so overwhelmed. I wanted to cry. Here, this number one, our leading lady. She was, she is the leading lady of General Hospital. There are several, but she's one of them, right? And she was looking out for me, you know, mm -hmm. little old me who had like three lines in the car, probably or five lines. And yeah. she made sure everybody came and fixed it. And, you know, she didn't do it in such a way like she was, you know, you know, like she, you know, she was doing it in a completely beautiful sisterly way, looking out for me. So I want to tell everybody out there, the actresses that play the roles that they play aren't who they are in real life. And I'm saying that, you know, truthfully, I didn't know her. I only met her maybe two other times. In, and usually it's she'll come into the mom meeting and then I'll have <laughs> words with her and we'll do the girl thing, you know. And mm -hmm. we weren't, I mean, I certainly wasn't a friend or... I was just somebody she met. We were professionals working together. But right. she was so kind. So that's my Laura Wright story. She was looking out for me. I mean, yeah. you know, she didn't have to do that. She was in her own space. She was getting ready to shoot her scene. That was complete generosity on her part. So she was so generous to me and to the show. She was looking out for everyone, you know? Yeah. So did you know in the fall, because it was really, was it 21 or 22? I think when you started 21. to get more, oh my gosh, it was 21 because it was Jason and yeah. Carly. Um, yeah, it was like December, I think, on, November. Because you've been on, like you said, once a year for years. Yeah. But hey, and you know what? It's not did just you once know a year. When you, it was like three years in a row and then they stopped the mom meeting for a year or two. Right. Yeah, right. something like that. <laughs> so did yeah. you know when you were coming back that time that it was going to be to stay or... I have to tell you, Amanda and Shannon, I'm always the last to know anything. <laughs> you guys probably know it before I do. I didn't know, you know, and I, and to be honest with you, when I was handed the script for my first big mom meeting, the one where I was telling Jason, it was the scene between me and Steve Burton, where I had mm -hmm. like maybe 25 pages of dialogue. Usually I had five lines, right? So I thought I was going in for a five line thing, right? And then I got the script a couple of days before the thing. And I was like, my eyes popped out on my head and I was like, what the hell's going on here? You know, and I panicked a little bit 
because you know I've I've done a lot of stage and I'm no stranger to a lot of dialogue, but a couple of days for 25 pages was a lot for me then. Because you know, I wasn't used to the rigmarole of how they did it. I'm usually a guest star on a primetime show where I get like I don't know, four pages and I have three weeks, you know, or like, you know, and I'm looking at it doing, you know, trying to like figure out like whatever, you know, but so I looked at it and I was like, I think I almost cried actually. Not 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 from fear, but like of joy, like, oh my God, I actually have a juicy little, and it was a really juicy scene. You know, it was me telling um, Steve, I mean, Jason, that, you know, Carly and Jason had, you know, this is the end for them. If they don't get married, blah, 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 blah you know, whatever it is, right? <laughs> and I was like, this is a scene to die for. And I was completely overjoyed, you know, and I was like, and I didn't know, I thought, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to come in and do this and who knows what's going to happen. I might get blown up, you know, I, you know, who knows, right? So I thought maybe, you know, I'm, you know, this was a swan song for me and they were being really nice, giving me one juicy scene so that, you know, I could go out with a bang or something or maybe Jason would shoot me. I mean, I don't know, right? Yeah, and the woos weren't really big back then, you know, until I came on. They, they kind of died after the 90s or the 80s, right? Yeah, are you the, familiar with yeah. that storyline? I've become familiar with it. I've gone back to look at it because of of the great fans that I've had. They post stuff and they'll tell me, Lydia, go watch this or Lydia, do that. And I'm be like, hey, hey, okay. You know, we and did I've been do doing my own. four part series. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, thanks, thanks to you guys. I, I checked it out too. Oh, you did? Okay. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, feel free to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys did a great job. Like all you, I rely on all you guys for like my tutorials on GH. Because I'm a newbie, even though my dad was a hardcore GH fan. Mm. But yeah, yeah, there's a very cute story with that too. And I've told it on Maurice's show. Um, do you want me to share that? I mean, I don't know. If, if you'd a... like to, I, I heard it. But there might be some oh, people who didn't watch well, State of Mind. That Well, let's, if we have time later on, if, I'm sure there are questions you'd like to ask me. I've been just blabbering on, so no, I'll let no, you ask love... me more questions. <laughs> we love whenever you just feel free to share your story. Yeah, so more... ask me some questions. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I guess just kind of staying on topic because I don't think we knew for sure that you were staying, but your character's name was originally Nina. And as soon as they switched mm -hmm. it to Selena, we're like, mm -hmm. she is staying because they are making way too much of an effort to make sure everyone knows her name is Selena. <laughs> oh my God. And I mean, I... I I was such a newbie back then. I mean, when, when I was told I was going to be Selena, I didn't have that. I didn't feel that way. I didn't know that, you know, because I really don't know anything about soaps. Because mm -hmm. in a primetime show, if they give you a first name, it doesn't mean anything. You know right, what right. I mean? So I thought, oh, okay, there's a Nina. So I'm going to be Selena, you know, and I love Selena, by the way. I, I, I love it. Uh, I mean, I like Nina, but I love Selena. You mm -hmm. know, there's, it's real. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm Selena now with an I. You know, and I yeah. was like, okay. And they didn't tell me anything. You know, they're very, they didn't say like, oh, you're Selena now, so you're going to get more episodes. Hell no, that didn't happen. <laughs> it was like, you're, you're Selena. That's your name. So I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and I, you know, and I was like, very happy about it. But no, and I, I really didn't have any expectations. I just thought maybe I'd get like a juicier scenes because I have a first name, but it doesn't, doesn't mean that I'd be on a lot, you know? Yeah. I really didn't know anything. You know, and I'm always the last to know. Even my agent doesn't know anything. He then, and when the traction, like when we started to go a little bit more, and when I was invited <laughs> to come to the photo shoots, that's when I began to think, "Hey, um, I think I might be coming on more. I think they like me." You know, and you know, I, you to be honest with you, you never know as an actor when's your last, you know, gig over there. You know, every day is a new gig for you. You have to try your best, and you have to hit the ground running, and you have to. You know, we just really own it because, you know, there's no tomorrow if today isn't given, you know. So I, I, I never have that mindset where I'm going and going, oh, I've got tomorrow and next week. And oh, if I don't do well today, I've got summer and fall. And when, no, I've got today, girls, that's it. And I got well, the good just, news is you know, in soaps, yeah. even if they kill you, you can come back. Right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I found that out. Yeah. I found that out. In more ways than one. Mm -hmm. Except, of course, if they show you actually dying on, on no, screen, then you can't. They can still come back. Mm -hmm. No way. All yeah. right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm hoping that won't happen to me anytime yeah. soon. Right. We don't want them to kill you off at any time. But even if they do, 
someone may have stolen your body and frozen it and then bring you back later. Like you really just don't know what they're going to do with someone. I like that. I like that whole <laughs> Cairo thing. That's a Cassidine should, thing. Yeah. So you'd have to get. Is that true? Cassidine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Stavros Cassidine was frozen. And then oh they thawed God. him out. And he raped havoc. <laughs> did he come back? He did. Mm -hmm. And then what happened to him? He died again. We'll see. Quote died. <laughs> Quote died again. So Amazing. yeah, uh, Victor Yay for died twice. Yeah. No way. Oh my God. I love yeah. working with Charles. He's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. So you said that you haven't worked with everybody. Is there anyone? And that's the thing, like, I guess it blows our mind because we see everybody obviously on the TV. <laughs> Is there anyone that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to work with? I had one scene with her where we kind of, we weren't really in this, we were in the scene together, but we weren't really doing lines together. I just said, what's happening here? I would love to get a juicy little scene or storyline with um Ava with Mora West. <laughs> yes. I I'm just enamored by Mora West. I think she's so amazing as an actress. I mean as an actor she's she makes me go <laughs> you know like you know I see her on screen and I go <laughs> I would love to you know I mean of course in my fantasy Ava and Selena should join forces. Well she or was, even better we should be lovers. Mom. Yes, we should yes. be lovers. You know, I think Selena oh. should. Uh, Selena should be a lover to everyone, not just men. I mean, I'm saying it, and I, you know, that's just for no, me, guys. Just, it has nothing to do like, with yeah. General Hospital I wasn't or thinking the about that. Yeah, but I think Selena is. Um, you know, she's she's fly. You know, yeah. I think she's a lover to many, and 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 she's a killer to many, to many too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So I, so I wouldn't discount the girls. I should wouldn't just yeah. the girls yeah from her palette you know I think yeah. everyone is up for grabs <laughs> and if and if, if Dr. Westbourne Brit had stayed on the show I was hoping actually there would be a little bit of something going on because actually even though I kind of like um you know made her sit in her corner and dished it out to her I think that was very powerful uh you know on the flip side of hate and I wouldn't say Selena hated Brit but she definitely was um, she definitely didn't, you know, see her as the same as the other women because there was a lot going on with Brit. She was, you know, the daughter of a, you know, look who she's the daughter of, right? Right. Uh, Faison and um, um, Liesel, you know, two baddies, right? So I think she knew who this girl was. And I think if we had developed the story, this is just me talking, okay? Nothing to do with yeah. GH or the writers. Um, you know, I, an actor can fantasize, right? So yeah. my fantasy was... Uh, I would actually love to see uh, Brit and Selena get it on, like, you know, in more ways than one. Because, you, know, <laughs> you know, when you threaten somebody that way and you put them in a corner, it's yeah. a lovely trajectory. They end up being besties or end up being lovers. Mm -hmm. And that happens totally a lot unexpected. in the mob stories, right? It yeah. does. Well, mm. I mean, she's, she's gone now, but, yeah. but Ava used to yeah. be part of the mob and she got out. And her sister is head of the Jerome family now. But if Olivia were to come back, hint, hint, writers, Ava might have to partner up with you to know how to take her down. Wait a minute, girls. Are you talking about this actress called, uh, the, the character called Faith Roscoe? <gasps> oh my God, I love is? her. <laughs> well since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. 
And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. <laughs> is, she, is she the Jerome character you're talking about? Or is that somebody not, else? No. no, that's somebody else. I see that on my Twitter all the time. Like, oh, Selena and Faith Roscoe need to like get it on. And oh, like, you guys who's Faith? Best of friends. Faith, Faith Roscoe. And I, I've seen her. I've seen her. I mean, like on screen, you know, and I go, yeah. oh, yeah. She's, you she's are the, You are the closest. She's, she's dead, supposedly. Oh, but, um, oh, okay. But... You are the closest, well, Selena is the closest to Faith. So like Olivia Jerome is Ava Jerome's sister and she has taken over the mob family. Like she's the head, but she's in Pentonville. So she's, okay. I mean, obviously she can do things, but she's not doing much. Um, and then Claudia Zakara wanted to be the head of the Zakara family and she never made it and she's dead. So that's out. Um, Jennifer Smith is head of the Smith family. I did the research before this. I didn't just know this. <laughs> you're you're amazing. And I'm sorry if I sound so ignorant, but it's Faith no, Roscoe, the actress that plays Olivia Jerome. No. She's another character. She's another character. I heard uh, okay, no. okay. Oh, thank you so much. I feel so. Mm-mm, but you know. yeah. there's not very many women mobsters. So it only took, there's only, so Ava, Olivia, Claudia, then Jennifer Smith, and then Faith Roscoe took over the Roscoe family after Sonny killed her husband. Right. But she was the first, I think she was the first one to really challenge Sonny. Mm-hmm. And, and your character is doing kind of the same. Mm. And she was very, like Selena's very quiet. You know, there's the power in her quiet. And that is exactly how Faith was. And she was, I don't know why. I just, I love her. (laughs) And so do the fans. Cause they keep saying that they keep bringing her name up. Like in in the tweets, like whenever I come on and threaten somebody, they'll be like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that reminds me of, you know, Faith Roscoe, badass. And I'm like, Oh yeah. And then I go look at, you know, who's who plays Faith Roscoe. I, you know, I try to do my homework, right. Try to keep up with the Joneses. Right. So I go and, Look, but it's amazing. I'm learning so much from you two, from the fans, from, you know, especially the fans. I mean, there I've never met fans like that in my life as general hospital fans. You guys are intense. I mean, like <laughs> you guys, they love the show and they know everything about the show. And, you know, I, I don't take that lightly. I actually feel very grateful because nowhere have I seen fandom like that ever. You know, nowhere. Usually they're like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, but this is for real, man. They're like, you know, and they get really into it, you know. And when they have their favorites, they're like, which is why, you know, we're bringing up the whole thing. You know, I don't mean to be mean or come down hard on the fans, the super fans. I totally get it when you guys are rooting for your favorite, you know. But again, I just want to say, please be kind. You know, if you're going to say something about your favorite, make sure you tag I mean, the character's name and, and not the actress's name. Because, right. you know, there's a big difference. Yeah, yes. Because yeah. the actor and the actress might like to walk down the street without having to look behind their back that somebody's right. going to mm-hmm. attack them. You know, it's a crazy world right now. Yeah, you know, you, you got to really be careful, right? But if you say, I'm talking to the fans right now, I hate so-and-so, this character, I want to, you know, do something to them when I see them, that's different. Then I'd be right. like, oh, okay. Okay, you know, uh, and I'll bring myself as an example. Okay, if somebody wants to, you know, have a big fat cat fight with Selena, I get it. You know, <laughs> I'm sure some people are like, whoa, Selena, you're a real, you know, wow, right? I'd like to wow with you. I'll be like, okay, girl, let's do it. Let's find a time on the GH imaginary set or whatever. <laughs> and we'll have it. I'm down for it, you know, but yep. please, you know, the, the actor isn't the character and the character isn't the actor. Right. You know, be mindful of that because, you know, I feel very um, um, protective of, of my fellow actors because they're, they're just such great people and they, they don't deserve coming to set and pouring their hearts out, you know, you know, and doing their thing and then, you know, getting the jam for it afterwards as themselves. They're just playing a role, you know. Right. 
And right. if we have that strong of a reaction, they're doing a great job then. That's exactly what exactly. I, That's what I, I, I said. They're making the magic happen, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. If you hate the character that much, it just shows what an amazing actor or actress it is. Because I personally do not like Nina. Anyone that listens to the show knows mm-hmm. I do not like her. But that is just a testament. That's to Nina. Yeah. Right. Cynthia is doing with the character because exactly. if she's just kind of, I'd be like, oh, you're just dumb. Go away. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, you wouldn't even talk talk about it. Right. right. Like, you wouldn't be, be like, you know, why would you talk about it? You talk about it because it's exciting, which yeah. means the person's doing their job, rubbing exactly. you up the wrong way. I'm sure there are people who, you know, absolutely detest me. I mean, my character on the show. You know, and I'm totally okay with that. You know, that means I'm doing my job because I don't do the best things on the show. I mean, I'd like to think that everything, I'd like to, you know, in my mind, I'm hoping that the trajectory of Selena would be like, she'd be more of a Robin Hood character, you know, whereby she, and I think I, I had a little bit of that with um, helping Holly out and helping um, yes. um, Sasha out when I came in and I told her the marvelous Morgan Fairchild to go eat caca. You know, I, you know, I, I felt so bad doing that because I absolutely adore her, but, but, you know, I can see where the writers are going with that. And I, and I'm so appreciative for that because that gives dimension to me. I'm not mm-hmm. just, you know, coming in and, you know, ordering a hit, you know, and that she does, you know, she does have a heart. She does understand. And she's a, I'd like to think Selena is a big champion of women because she's mm-hmm. had yes. it hard. It, it'll be hard. I'm telling you, you know, not just rising up in the, tri- in, in the mafia world, but in, in the Asian triad world, whereby patriarchy is like such a big thing. Women never even get to see beyond the kitchen, you know, mm-hmm, right. in that kind of a world. You're like, go cook me some eggs, girl. And, you know, don't come out <laughs> and speak when you're spoken to. I'm sure it's pretty much, you know, like that in many parts of the world still. Right. You know, so I'm so happy that, you know, she's kind of breaking the mold for all of that. You know, and I'd like to think that she has, you know, more in her head than just, you know, money. Right. So here's a question that we don't know the answer to. Do you know what Miss Wu actually does? Like Sunny will not handle drugs at all. And so, you know, if someone's importing drugs, it's coming mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. a different member of the mob families. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Miss Wu's in charge of? Yeah, in my mind, I can't say what the writers have told me. I mean, I, in my homework as Selena, what is Selena not in charge of? I'll tell you oh, what Selena true. is not I like in charge that. I like that. Okay? <laughs> Selena will do everything that will be profitable for her family. It's all about money. At the end of the day, she is a mob boss, right? She is running a, a business, a, a corporation, actually, a really big corporation. What will she not do? Um, I'd be very sad if one day I opened a script and, you know, it says I kill a baby or a child or a woman for money or whatever. I'd be really like, in fact, I, I, totally I, mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it would be, that would be really sad for me. Like, I, I probably couldn't say anything about it. I'd try to play it well. But, you know, I might be very disappointed if that happened because I don't mm-hmm. think she'd do anything. I think Selena does have a moral compass, but mm-hmm. her moral compass is select meaning it's not, uh, it doesn't extend to everyone. And I think um, she's a lover of women, children, and the disenfranchised. I don't think she loves men quite that much. And that's not to say she wouldn't sleep with a man or whatever. I think she would. I think she doesn't. I think she's very mistrustful of men because she's been, uh, she's been through a lot with men, right. especially in her family, for the grab for power in the Wu family. That's just my backstory that I've given myself for Selena. I think she's had to succumb a lot in the Wu clan. I think she's had to get a few heads rolling, a few male heads rolling. And I think the males have been very cruel to her from her childhood all the way up. Maybe in my backstory, I think she's been, she's been through hell with men. So that's why she's trying to control Brad so much so that. Oh, uh, yeah. She can I, I have sure another thing with Brad. Yeah, okay. I, I have my whole other thing with Brad, but I don't know what the writers are going to do with it. But uh, I think there's a lot going on with Brad. It's not as simple as you think it is. And I've been playing it that way anyway. Mm-hmm. I've been using my backstory. Yeah. Which I, I hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, you know, the audience will see, you know, I mean, we'll get glimpses of it. I don't know. You know, it's just in my mind as an actor, you always hope that whatever little, you know, homework you infuse into your character comes true when you do it. But I think Selena, Selena loves Brad deeply. 
Mm-hmm. And it, oh, it goes definitely. back to the familial thing. You know, she's family. Yeah. And family is very important. In the, and not, not just in the Asian culture. I'm sure it's important in every culture. But especially in an Asian culture, you know, whereby um, we're not very demonstrative, right? Where we don't really show, we don't wear our hearts on our sleeves very much or anything. So like when you really like invest in somebody and you really love somebody, I think a lot of it goes very, very deep, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't talk about it. You know, I think when you talk about something or you get to share something, it kind of brings it to light. But when you don't talk about it, it just, it kind of stays in this dark place, right? And then it kind of just festers. So I think there's a lot of that going on with Brad. I, I have my own, and I don't want to say it outright because if I say it, then people will be like, oh my God. And they'll be like, oh, Brad is whatever. But right. I hope, this is what I hope. I hope that down the line you'll you'll get to see who Brad and who Brad really is and who Selena really, you know, what the connection is. I hope they're going that way. My other yeah. hope is if the writers are listening in, and I, I think they do. <laughs> think we they are convinced that show. they do. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. I mean, why wouldn't you, right? I mean, you want to know what people are talking about, right? I mean, it's it's nothing. I mean, it's 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 really good to listen in. If the writers are listening in, I really, really, I think it's time now to bring in the Wu family. Like, yes, really. yes. I'd like them to develop, you know, because it's, I, I think that's the next step to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why because, Selena is who she is. Right. Know, why because, she's like that. Yeah. What was it? 1986 was when the Asian Quarter storyline, because I was yes. around when Robin came. 80s. Yeah. And so your character would have been a child. So it explains why we didn't see her because older sister, older brother are, mm-hmm. they were mm-hmm. the um, problem. Well, they weren't the problems, but um, mm-hmm. they were at the forefront of the story and yeah. it would be. And that's actually, we actually spoke with Perry um, in 2020, just coming out of um, Pentonville, right when the show started coming back on after uh, right. COVID break. And we talked to him about that because that's when Brad was still in jail. And we said, we're like, you should be meeting your family members. Probably there's a lot of them in there. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I was so glad to get him out of jail, man. Yeah. When I, when I saw that scene, I was like, yeah, (laughs) that's really cool. You know, Brad's coming out, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and I think we did that scene first before we did that big scene. Yeah. Cause of course we shoot everything in order and I wasn't awake. We had that scene and then I didn't know what was going to happen, right? And then like a couple of days or like two weeks later, I got the script, you know, the Metro Court scene where we come in with Brit, you know, and I was like flaunting him around like he was mine, right? And I was like, yeah, they're really going that direction. And I was so pleased. I was really, really pleased. I think Selena was threatened by Brit to some degree because she was the only one. Right. That showed. Yeah. I yeah. hope that showed. I was so oh, jealous yeah. of her. Yep. Because you know, uh, Brad loves uh, Brit, and I was like, as Selena is like, there's only one woman in your life, right? And, and that's Brit didn't back Selena. Down. Nope. Everyone else yeah, was scared just, of Selena, and Brit was like, no, I'm no, not scared of, of you. I'm going to die anyway. She's like, of I am Faithon's daughter. I'm not scared of anything. Right. Exactly. And I loved it. I loved that she gave me no no two wings. Like whenever I right. threatened her, she'd be like, yeah, whatever. She'd laugh me off, and that made me even more pissed off as Selena. Right. I wouldn't <laughs> show it, but I'd be like, girl, I'd want to dig my nails into you. You know, like every, <laughs> she was so unflappable. When she gave me yeah. the passports and everything, I didn't get the impression that it was, oh, thank goodness, I'm finally getting rid of you. I took it as she was, she was generally helping, yes. which goes back to what you're saying about how she's a supporter of women, you know, and I think that she saw in Brit. Thank you. It wasn't just yeah. Brit leaving. That, that was it in was, my mind, obviously, yeah. when I did it, you know, and yeah. um, yeah. I really didn't think at that point that she was really leaving too, you know. I mean, we always hope that, you know, something mm-hmm. else will happen she'll come back so I'd be like so when I read this and I was like oh maybe she's just going to Iceland but she'll yeah. come back next yeah. year when summer arrives and then she'll be there <laughs> and I'll be like yeah okay so I was right. like um yeah I, I did my usual you know Selena thing with her but I hope it showed that um you know I I, I did care in a way I, I mean I cared that she wasn't around Brad so much but That's I cared right. that you know she was still in the canvas we thought you were going to be like the go-between. Like you would, you would know where she was. So you could yes, at least help Brad. Yes. She's safe. 
Yes, yes. That's what I got to and, and I hope that shows. So thank you. Oh, I, I love listening to you uh, talk about our show because then I know what's working and what's not. Because, you know, we never know, right? After yeah. it airs, we're like, oh, I wonder if they got that or, you know, if they, if they saw what I was trying to do, you know. So thank you. Yeah. You know, thank My you. My pleasure. Yeah. Our right, and Jab aren't too much. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what else to ask. I asked a question. Go ahead. What else? You're the one that took notes. I don't take notes. <laughs> I just wing it and figure whatever happens. So You're like me. I'm the horrible, <laughs> unprepared. Winger. She's the one that, yeah. that's always prepared with her notes and her spreadsheets and whatever. You and need like, her, girl. You need her. I have a best friend like <laughs> I that. Do, but that her, there's I a reason. Did. Yes. I'd be like, like I was calling. Yeah. Hey, you know, can I ask you? And she's like, girl, you should take your own notes. And I'm like, share your notes. I shared my <laughs> homework with other people. I mean, you're but... so great. You're a keeper. Can I yes. keep you? Because, yeah. you know, I need you. <laughs> um, well, it was just, I was thinking about it earlier when you were talking about your family's like the forefathers history and everything because George mm-hmm. Takai has done a lot to bring about um the information about the Japanese internment camps that's been lost in history yes. and he was actually yes. on General Hospital and he was Mr. DM he died yeah. but he died off screen I think I can't remember now I know we watched it but I think that he just died by cyanide poisoning so they could totally bring him back too can I ask? Because I'm sorry, I I, I know I, I I've known that George was on the show, and I know uh-huh. George. I mean, but um, was he a bad character or a good character on general? Was he a was he a, somebody that worked with the Woos or he? I should know this. Woos, I'm sorry, but, but I I don't think he was bad. I think he was more okay. of the person that got the information, but maybe didn't know entirely why he got all the information. Right, I got it. Go between. But you know, didn't know everything up here. Right. Just like a runner of information, but didn't have the full story to know. Hey, George, come back to the show. <laughs> hey, writers. George is available, I'm sure. And he's an amazing actor. I mean, that's mm-hmm. yes. really amazing. Um, you, you know, talking about the characters in the General Hospital, I had the great fortune. One of my very, very first jobs when I uh, came to Hollywood was on ER. You know, that George, that medical show. I was just a guest star. But I was such a little young thing, you know. And the person who played my grandmother on the show was a staple on General Hospital. She's passed already. This wonderful lady. We, she's a stalwart in our Asian community. Her name is Beulah Kuo. And I think she played Lan. I mean, I, I can't remember. what oh. It was a one. She was that little, the lady that always, you know. Yeah, an yes. older lady. The, um, yeah. One that helped Robin. Yes. 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 Yeah. So she played my grandmother back in ER, and that's where I got to meet her. And now I, I'm just making all the dots. Like she was on GH, like, and now I'm on GH. And I think about her a lot when I come to the set because, you know, I loved her. She was very kind to me when I did that um, guest star spot with her on ER. And, you know, I, I didn't know anybody in, in, in LA. You know, I had no family. And I think we did that episode like in June, July. August, and then she invited me to her home for Thanksgiving. Oh, and I, I remember just thinking, "Wow, was everybody in Hollywood so nice?" Boy, was I wrong. But, <laughs> but you know, I was like, so I met her. Yeah, so I went, and you know, she was such a champion of mine. And I remember her saying to me, "She said, you don't know this now." She said, "But you're gonna work a lot." And I remember going, "Ah, no," nah. you know, it's like I was just like, you know, I was like, "Nah, nah," you know, I still didn't know my head from my back then so I was like eh. and she was like you you you're gonna work a lot and I was like and thank you Beulah because it's true you yeah know? and I was like you know so she saw something and and you know I wish back then I, I of course I didn't know I was ever gonna be on G8 but like hey that's another little connection like the same with yeah. my dad the, the GH connection mm-hmm. yeah And I think that's how a lot of us get into it. And I think that's probably where a lot of the passion comes from because like my Grammy watched it. And so, and she would do the same thing, you know, that we would talk about it and it's like, that's not how that used to be. It used to be blah, 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 blah. But it's, you know, it's generation gets passed down. So it's, yeah, you know, they're passionate about it. So we're passionate about it. And right. Not just in America, man. I'm telling you the whole, my dad was a hardcore a GH watcher and my dad never wanted me to be an actor you know that I said I, I, in a nutshell you know he 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 
he thought all actors were prostitutes or like all worse, right? So he never ever encouraged any of that tomfoolery. My mom was the one secretly taking me out to like drama classes <laughs> or, you know, to auditions. And, you know, before we get home, she'd be like, okay, I know we're not supposed to lie, but today we're going to tell a little white lie. Says, you know, you didn't go to, you know, acting class. We went to the supermarket and I'd be like, uh, okay. She said, you know, and I was really morally, um, actually very torn because you know I grew up in a household where we didn't tell any lies so I was like I didn't know what to do but she said listen it's acting we'll just have to act like we went to supermarket and I was like just do you want to go to acting class and mom yes 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 say like, okay then you'll have to say that because otherwise you ain't ever going to acting class and I'm like okay so you know it was like a it was like a secret for many years as a kid for taking me out to acting class and that was really important but if I hadn't gotten that who knows? You know, I may have become, you know, my first profession. I went to law school for a little bit. I might have just, you know, stuck out as a... I had to go to law school to convince my father that I, I could become an actor. Because, you know, I had to prove to him that I was smart enough to get to law school, which I did. Mm-hmm. I only stayed for two weeks. And then, you know, <laughs> after that, in. I quickly got a scholarship. Yeah, I got a scholarship and everything. And I was like, listen, you know... I got in only 1% or whatever gets in. And I'm, I'm, it wasn't in America, it was here in Asia. I said, you know, only, in, only the brightest get in. And I got in. I even passed the, you know, the, the Q&A portion where they asked me a question about something. And I didn't actually really even know what I was talking about. I just used my acting skills and just you know, <laughs> my whole way through. I didn't even know what, the, what it was about. And I said, look, I got in. So you got to let me go do what I have to do. And I remember him saying to me back then, I think I was like 17, he said, um, 17 or 18, he said, no, he said, you, you're not going to go, go to the States. I said, it's a free ride. I got, you know, it's all covered. You don't, I, and I promise I won't ask you for any money. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd go take care of it. I'd be a waiter, whatever. He said, absolutely not. You know, you're not going to be an actor. And then I said the most, uh, imp- I think I, it saved my life and it just came out. I wasn't planning to say it, but I said to him, I said, look, dad, I called him Papa. We don't use dad in Asia. I said, look, Papa. If you want me to become a lawyer, one of two things will happen. And he said, what is one of two things? Because he knew I had the flair for the dramatic, right? (laughs) I said, I'd either become a drug addict or an alcoholic. And he goes, and this was 17, I think, 18, I said that to him. He said, why? Why would you become a drug addict or alcoholic? We don't even have that in our family. He's very scientific. He said, that doesn't even run enough and we don't have the genes for that. I remember him saying that there's no, there's no way you're going to be that. And you come from a good family and, you know, this is a zero tolerance society for drugs. So you're not going to be a drug addict. I don't know about alcohol, he goes, but, you know, because alcohol is allowed here, but you're not going to be a drug addict. And then I remember saying that if I have to tell lies every day for a living or subvert the truth from what it really is into something else, which is what lawyers do, I said, I will become a drug addict or an alcoholic. And, you know, I think that actually made some sense, right? Because it's true, lawyers do kind of, you know, well, subvert maybe is not the right word, but they do, um, and twist wouldn't be a great word either. But, you know, the truth is, depends on which angle you're looking at. Mm. It's Rashomon. You could be looking on the right and and you could be seeing something and then you could be looking in from the left and you see a completely different version in your head of what happened. That's the law. That's what lawyers argue, right? It's right. whenever there's reasonable doubt, right? So they take the truth and uh, they try their best with it. I think I'm being very careful here in case I get lawyer hate from lawyers. <laughs> so I'm using very uh, careful words with all of this. So I think that kind of um, touch a nerve with him because after he listened to that, he said, he looked at me, I think, for the longest time because I think it made sense. Then he says, don't, oh, and then I remember him coming back and saying, don't you tell lies as an, and as an actress? Don't you, you know, make believe? And I said, yeah, but I'm playing a character. It's not me. I'm playing somebody. And by the way, it's not lying. You wouldn't be a good actor. I remember even saying that at 17. I said, you wouldn't be a good actor if you're lying. It's the truth for us. It's an imaginary truth, but it is the truth at that time. So it's not lying. Then he looked at me. You know, I think he realized that I'm taking this a little more serious than he ever thought. And I had an answer for everything. It wasn't just like dressing up and, you know, doing the acting, right? I actually had an answer for it. He was a real scholar. So he he was a Latin scholar as well as a doctor. So he looked at me and he was like, for the longest time, he was just staring to my eyes. And then I think he let me go. He said, okay, you can go. 
And, you know, it was a big thing, you know, for, for a little girl in Asia, go up. I didn't know anyone in Hollywood, big bad Hollywood. I was just going to go there and I went there with one suitcase. And I remember before I left, he said to me, he said, here, here's my credit card. He had one credit card. He said, here's a co-credit card in case, you, you know, you have to bail yourself out of anything. And I remember not taking it. It was an American Express. Back then, it was a really big deal, you know, Amex, you know, it yeah. was like gold card it's like you have to be like a doctor to have a gold card right so he's like here I don't have much but here's a you know I want to cry when I think about it my dad has since passed but he said here to bail yourself out you know in case somebody takes you somewhere or you know a bad producer tries to you know rape you or whatever he said that take this card so you can buy your way out and I remember shoving it back and he says no I'll never get myself into that situation boy was I wrong it's not like you know I can prevent these things right all women have stories to tell mm-hmm. when that's concerned. And I have plenty, but it's it's a subject for another day. And, you know, I remember putting the card back, giving her, said, no, dad, no, that never happened to me. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but, you know, that's when I knew he finally accepted me for who I, you know, was going to become or gave me his blessings. So that's, yeah, I remember that. That's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I I had to fight really hard to become an actor because nobody in my family except my crazy mother wanted, you know, gave me her blessing. Everybody else was like, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you crazy? (laughs) And to just come over with one suitcase and I go for it. I I still have that suitcase, by the way. It's all moth bitten, but I have it in my cupboard because it reminds me of how hard I had to fight to come here. And whenever I would get rejection, which I got plenty, nine out of 10 times I was rejected. I'd look at that suitcase and I go, you know what? I had to overcome way more than that to get here. And if I could have, and I I convinced my dad, which was the hardest person to convince, I'm scot-free, you know, I'm I'm good. You know, I, I needn't have to worry. Yeah, so that kept me very grounded. That kept me really grounded. Beautiful. Yes. I. It was a Samsonite. Can I say that? Samsonite. I need yeah. a sponsorship. Yeah. yeah there you go. Samson- we'll take your sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. It was a Samsonite. And it was a, it, back then it cost an arm because, you know, it was like one of those big suitcases, not even a hard shell. It was like a cloth kind of a khaki looking thing. And I remember like feeling really badly that, you know, I. I bought it because it cost a lot of money back then, but you know, every, I bought it and I, from an acting job, I bought my own suitcase, but you know, I, I remembered, um, you know, I, I remember that suitcase and I still have it. Yeah. It has all my old eight by tens, like, you know, pictures now it's all doing that. It still has a purpose though. That's, yeah. 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 Samsonite, we need a sponsorship. So what I'm hearing is that Samsonite is a high quality, long lasting. Yes, you're indeed right. And that is indeed right. And maybe the show can benefit from some Samsonite sponsorship. And so would Lydia and General Hospital. Samsonite executives, take note. We love whenever they do random. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to do it but they do like really random product placement occasionally on the show I mean mostly it's because of like ABC products but like there was one time that Chase was eating that Hulu live cereal and like okay guys come yeah. on of all the characters it should have been Spinelli eating it not or one of the Chase, kids or one of the oh, kids yeah, that would have been it, cool Chase. yeah yeah that would have seemed more in character with Spinelli yeah because right. he's so quirky yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so this outro is actually being recorded like weeks after we spoke with Lydia, but there was nothing to really trim down the two hour long. I mean, why would you want conversation? So this is definitely going to be a two parter. We kind of said at the beginning, this might be. Yeah, it definitely is because she is just fascinating. I really could talk to her for another 10 hours. Yeah. I did not want to end that interview that day. No, well, she's already, wait, it might not be released yet, but I think at the end of part two is when she's like, I'll talk to you guys anytime. Yes. You girls anytime. It's, oh. I think she'd still get annoyed if I like called her every day and was like, hey, I still <laughs> talk to you. 
But all right, so then this is also being recorded days after I edited, so I can't even remember which part because I actually already edited both parts. Uh, so, but at one point we talk about her energy, and I forget which section that's in, but she is just amazing. So, I mean, I really hope that the sponsorship for Samsonite comes through because I could use some <laughs> new luggage. Yes, actually. I have a lot of traveling going on. You're not going to hear this in time for my first trip, but I'm traveling at the end of March and in April. And I will do more traveling if I have to. I could go along with you. Yes. Nice new old luggage. Yes. Do you want it filled with Yahoo cereal? Hulu cereal. Hulu cereal. Sorry. Hulu cereal and banana runs. No. <laughs> I don't even like them that much. Uh, I'm telling you, you're testing my friendship again. <laughs> oh but yeah so i don't want to give away too much so no just listen next week for the rest of it yeah next week will be part two it's just as enjoyable and meet us back on monday as we discuss this week's shows have a good weekend and we'll meet you at the pier bye bye if you enjoyed today's show we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform don't forget to leave us a review and you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pure 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there's something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at pure54podcast at gmail.com. 